Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's happening, my night guy people? Hope y'all are doing well. So, I remember a couple weeks ago when I did the video about the zombies or the alleged response team member wearing a bug or a camera into a briefing for an up-and-coming zombie mission. Now, as always, viewer discretion is advised. This stuff may or may not be true. It is alleged that this closely follows a story or a about a female doctor who somehow gets intertwined with the world of the undead zombies. And what she does is she starts hunting them. So this all could be a skit possibly to promote that said story. Now you'll hear them say in this meeting that said story is actually quite in tune with reality, but that doesn't mean it's not all a gimmick. Regardless, just as it could be a gimmick, maybe it's valid, hard to say. But in the last video I did, I only had a couple minutes of the video. Couldn't find the full eight to nine minute video. Well, as always, my faithful followers, y'all came through once again, and two people ended up sending me the full video. So, yeah. I'm going to play that for you. And thank you to those who did the extra digging for me and helping me out. The first gentleman to send me the eight-minute video was Dayton Alvarado. Thank you, Dayton. I appreciate that. Uh, if you guys, I'm going to start probably giving you guys shout-outs. Try to anyway when you give me a awesome source, especially one I asked for. So I had to put this back out there. This video was really interesting. It was really cool and fun, really. Um, hopefully it's fiction, but, uh, you never know. I suppose it's always fun. Truth is stranger than fiction. Uh, most, not all the time, but a lot of times. So keep that narrative in mind. And after you're done watching this or after I'm done making this video, I'm going to tune into some more. There's been some awesome content online lately, a lot of stuff going on. So I got some catching up to do, uh, stay tuned and there will be a few videos at least tonight and tomorrow. So thank you guys and enjoy. Let me know in the comments what you think. Most of you have never heard of the zombie hazard unit. Those of you who have will try in vain to find me after you see this. For the rest of you, the activities of this top secret working group have never before been revealed until now. They don't want you to know they exist. There are those of us in the community who feel the public has a right to know of the imminent threat we all face. The following is a briefing covertly recorded of the zombie hazards at work. Get this meeting started. Before we begin, I'm going to make sure that everybody has picked up their copy of the briefing notes. There are more details. I'm going to give you the outline. 
Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I've called this special meeting of the Zombie Hazard Command because we have vital new information and new problems to discuss. Go through some security. Bear with me a moment. All right, first, a little housekeeping. National Security Order 21Z, it passed. Our operational authority is supreme. Use it. Now back to the topic at hand. As you know, we've been battling a unique biological threat and we've made little progress. Lack of any live specimens. If a body's found at all, it's already permanently dead. Now, we finally have a live specimen. But before you get too excited, let me stress that it's only one. We need more. So why does this problem exist? Well, the reason for problem number one is problem number two. We have an unknown assailant or assailants. Unknown assailant profile. We have no leads as to the identity of the assailant. Ballistics are untraceable. That's not exactly true. We do know at least most of the time they're using Z-Max ammunition. Weapons in use are 9mm, 45 caliber, and edged weapons. Probable gender, male. Body type, they're strong, muscular, athletic. They're well-armed and well-trained with munitions. They have a possible military or police background. And they're probably skilled in a variety of martial arts to include hand-to-hand -hand combat. If you're on scene, look for someone fitting this profile. Apprehend if possible, eliminate if necessary. For you jokers out there, I know this describes everyone on the Z-teams. So, know your team members. Alright y'all, so I'm going to chime in throughout this video and kind of give my input. So, here they're talking about an unknown assailant. So, they didn't really exactly specify, but I'm guessing that it's either the person behind the zombies or our rogue zombie killer who's allegedly possibly a doctor, but I've heard that she was female, not male, but it's hard to say. We all know that with government, regardless of whether or not this person is helping them, get rid of the zombies they would attempt to apprehend that person for questioning etc it's kind of like the vigilante justice thing they just don't really like vigilante justice so assuming that this is all real or in the scenario that it is real i picked this up as they're like a underground hero not necessarily the person behind the zombies but let me know what you think. Up that they also talked about possible specimens to run testing on. They hadn't had any, but now they got one. Problem number three, identification of infectious agent. Here's where it gets interesting. We now have research notes from a top U.S. scientist who is intimately familiar with a zombie infection. He studied both the pre- and post-mortem zombie condition before PD. He has identified and named the virus, Cryptonecrophagia vulgaris. Crypto Necrophagia vulgaris. Now that's a mouthful. CNV. It's a retrovirus and there's no cure. This scientist notes indicate prions may also be involved in the infectious process. However, at this point it remains unclear what, if any, role they play. Remember the single life subject I mentioned earlier? 
Unfortunately, the subject and scientist are one and the same. We do not know how much time he has left before he's no longer of any use, except perhaps for dissection. So there you have it. Somehow the doctor that was intricately studying it either contracted it or did it to himself. Who knows? For the sake of the study, hard to say. Probably most likely contracted it. But he is also a specimen. And it sounds like his time is running out. So we need more live specimens. Keep that in mind during operations. Problem number four, mode of transmission, currently unknown. Transmission modes ruled out, bites, scratches, casual contact, vector infection, droplet, or airborne spread. Some Z team members can attest to the fact that bites and scratches don't spread infection, at least not yet. To date, 12 team members have been wounded while engaged in field operations. They've undergone mandatory 90-day quarantine. None have showed any signs of infection. Not all team members are out of quarantine yet, but we hope they'll be released and returned to active duty soon. Now, this one surprised me because all the movies depict it as you get bit, you turn. So, the fact that from a bite, any scratch, or physical contact, you don't get the zombie disease is really intriguing. Um, kind of caught me off guard. Problem number five, emerging public awareness of the situation. I'm going to mention each of these points, then talk about them in greater detail. There are things you need to know. First, the Coconut Grove fly-in. Many of you were there. Then there's the Miami incident. Some of you were there. The CDC zombie apocalypse preparedness release. DHS released a fake zombie preparedness story. Then there's the recent purchases of large quantities of ammunition. About the Coconut Grove fly-in, Z-Teams 1, 2, and 3 cleaned down a zombie cell. That got a lot of public attention. Our cover story was that this was an urban assault exercise in preparation for the upcoming UN meeting. For now, our cover story is holding, but one got away. That led to the Miami incident. That should never have happened. About the Miami incident. Some of you were there. Our cover story was bath salts. That was blown when the autopsy results were leaked. There were no bath salts present. We're still dealing with a fallout, and we're investigating the leak. The CDC zombie apocalypse preparedness release, it was sent out against our wishes. Then they changed their story. This brought even more attention to it than if they'd just left it alone. Next, DHS released a fake zombie preparedness story, also against our wishes, but it's out there, so we're going to use it as our cover story. Next month, DHS is running a 1,000-person training exercise in San Diego. Z-Teams 2, 4, and 5 will be doing a cleanup operation in another part of the city at the same time. This gives us plausible deniability. I shouldn't have to stress how important this is. Make certain none of them get away. So this is kind of crazy. Remember when the CDC put out the zombie apocalypse preparedness form? And remember when Amazon put out you could use their lumber in the case of a zombie apocalypse. I remember everybody kind of taking it as a joke, laughing uh, about it all. But anyway, I don't remember the DHS putting anything out um, or their thousand person exercise, but who knows? Then they talk about the Coconut Grove flyover. Never really heard of that. Um, let me know in the comments, I guess, if you have. I never really looked into it or haven't looked into it, I guess. Uh, but I do remember the Miami incident. That was a big deal. 
but yes, they said it was bath salts. I'd never had heard about them releasing anything saying that it wasn't, but I guess who knows. Um, let's just say if this, you know, they're doing a pretty elaborate job here. It's pretty interesting, uh, pretty neat regardless. So intriguing nonetheless. We don't want another Miami incident. About the ammo purchases, we've used news and various media outlets to float the idea that unprecedented large ammo purchases are for government agencies to defend against civil unrest in anticipation of economic collapse. Those of you in this room know all too well that this is a much nicer bedtime story than the truth. Reality is much less pleasant. Right now, the cover story is working. See, myself, I thought the ammo purchases were in part because of the election uh, and because of, obviously, COVID. Problem number six, weakening of current cover stories, bath salts. In Florida, bath salts was a go-to drug of choice. The autopsy leak created problems for this story. Other drugs, synthetic marijuana and S21, were floating these in Louisiana, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. Crazy people were floating this idea in Louisiana, New York, and Chicago. Animal attacks were floating a story in Georgia, Arkansas, and Oklahoma. We estimate two years of viability for these cover stories. Finally, problem number seven, public distribution of full disclosure of current operations. Some brainiac has lined up all the recent events and past history like beads on a string. We don't know where he's getting his information, but too much of the actual facts of our operation are woven into the story. It's not coincidence. He's getting his information somewhere. The story is Dr. Eve's zombie killer. There you go. That's the story. Dr. Eve's zombie killer. Uh, I haven't really looked into it or anything like that, but I imagine it's pretty cool. So uh, I may look into it after this. But there's you, there you go. It supposedly has a doctor who's a rogue uh, zombie killer. Really cool, really interesting theory or uh, theme, I guess you'd say. Uh, definitely worth a look. It's presented as a fictional novel. LabyrinthofArts.com is an independent website where the book can be found. For those of you who are wondering, we currently have no plans to shut down this website. We need to gather further intelligence, find out what their sources of information are, and plug whatever leaks we find. Right now, John Q. Public does not know what's happening. We'd like to keep it that way. If you have any questions, I'll address them in my office after the meeting. You now have the facts as we understand them. This briefing is adjourned. Thank you. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Good day. Many risks have been taken to bring this information to light, but there are those of us in the community that feel it's worth the risks. We believe the public has a right to know what's going on and how it's being covered up. This is real. It's happening now, all around you. There you have it, guys. What do you think? Is this real, or was this all to just promote that book? Uh, it could be either or, I guess. Um, very interesting. Let me know what you guys think of it in the comments. Either way, it's an awesome story, good fun, and uh, interesting to ponder over, you know, because the zombie apocalypse thing is a narrative that people seem to vibe with, right? So, like I said, I hope you enjoyed. I love you guys, and check out my other video on the back rooms. If you need a little more background information on it, check out YouTube and just type in the back rooms. The videos are going wild. It'll give you a little more background, and then... 
maybe you'll find that video a little more intriguing about how to survive the back rooms. Um, it doesn't seem to be as popping on Facebook for some reason. But yeah, on YouTube, dude, it is live. So check it out. I am out.